Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome to Speed City with John Massengill, Les Kaiser, and Jonathan Green. It's the fastest hour on the radio, Speed City. Good evening, gearheads. Welcome to Speed City, your Sunday night with Speed City. This is John Massengale. I'm sitting in the studio in Austin, Texas, thawing out here in Austin with the rest of our city and our state. And I got Les Kaiser on Zoom, and Jonathan Green is not going to be able to join us tonight because he was he was actually out in Florida doing some Trans Am work for those guys opening their season. But, man, hey, well, we... He got, his, he got his own Austin abuse before he left, so don't feel like he escaped everything. That's right. He was here in Austin until Friday, so he was like the rest of us, lost power and all that stuff. Man, it was a it was a giant mess here in Austin and really all across Texas. But but we're not going to focus on all that because we got some fun motorsports to talk about. Oh, we, know, got a, we got a great show. What's that, Les? I said, what's the coolest video you saw here in Austin? Uh, coolest video? I don't know. People snow skiing down answer. Congress Avenue? Snow, screen, snow uh, skiing, skiing down turn one at Central of the Americas. Oh, yeah. I did see that. I did see that one. You're right. That was pretty cool. Yeah, Circuit of the Americas was covered in snow like the rest of Austin, so that was fun to watch. But let me talk about what we got on the show tonight because I am excited. We got a great show. We're going to talk all about the McLaren F1 launch. And that one is so anticipated by every Formula One fan because McLaren's going to the Mercedes engine. But that's not as simple as it sounds. So we got a lot to talk about with that. Of course, we had the AlphaTauri launch this last week also. So we had a good week in Formula One. And we have a couple of guests tonight. We have a young American driver, Jaden Conright, and he has a really interesting story, and we're really excited to talk to him. We'll talk to him in about a half hour at about 7.30 Austin time, and then after that, we have the boys from the Super Lap Battle that's coming to Circuit of the Americas. We got them on the show for a little bit at the, at, in the last segment, so that'll be fun to talk to them, but Les Kaiser, I think I want to jump in right now and talk about Formula One, because look, we're... You know when car launches start happening, when you start hearing engine uh, sounds put out on YouTube and the livery start to launch, that Formula One is getting close. Before you know it, they're going to be testing. And we have this weird season where we're carrying over, because of COVID, we're carrying over a lot of the same car. We're carrying over the, all the chassis can't uh, can't change, and their en- engine development really hasn't changed. And a lot of the change is going to be focused on aerodynamics this year. And, of course, we had the engine freeze that we talked about last week on the show. But the fact that the McLaren car launched this week is such a big deal because of the, they're going to have more change than anybody. Don't you think so, Les, because of the, Mer- the Mercedes engine swap? Absolutely. You know, to be honest, there were quite a few changes they had to make. You know, their aerodynamics, they've, they're managing things between the 20 and 21 car Um their their approach of spending all their tokens on the engine change was probably very wise. Uh, it's it's one of those things that that's a different engine. The cooling involved around that engine is very different than what they had previously. You know, we we harken always harken back or we comment about the motors the uh, motor having the turbos split on opposite sides of the valley, and so that's a very different approach than anybody else has. The impeller and uh, compressor in one single housing they've got it split behind and they have the motor basically biased in between those uh, interesting technology the uh, first time so uh, a couple of years ago when this came up 
I dug around to see if anybody else had done it. Indeed, it had been used by an industrial truck way hmm. back like in the uh, late 50s, I believe it was. But uh, it was expensive and troublesome with the limited technology they had at the time. So why do we care? It's in F1. It's driving there. It's very precise in the, the way they're doing it. But when they took it and swapped it into this McLaren, you know, we, we talk about throwing an LS swap and everything. Well, <laughs> here we are. We're putting a Mercedes in instead. And this is making a world of difference in the cooling and the aerodynamics package that has to be around that engine. Yeah, think about that. I mean, number one, you've got a radically different design of the, like you said, the turbos, because you've got the, the one side of the turbos at the front of the motor on the Mercedes and the other side is at the back. So you think about the, the, uh, the way the McLaren uh, is designed, you've got to completely change everything. And just think about it. You joke about an LS swap, but that's actually probably a pretty good comparison because you've got to change all the wiring, all the computer. I mean, everything has to change. So it's a, a massive swap. And you touched on something, the tokens, right? So every team has an allotment of tokens that they can use for changes. And so what McLaren did is they said, we're going to say, we're, 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 they had to negotiate this, right? Because they have to make so many changes that they really, this wouldn't have been allowed, right? There are too many changes. It would have been, well, you need a lot more tokens than you than you have to make all the changes you need to make to swap the engine. So they negotiated and they also said we're at Formula One's just said they're going to watch very carefully to see all the changes that they're not trying to sneak in some advantages. But the bottom line is they're, they are almost coming out of this with a new car. They've still got the 2020 chassis, but there are so many radical changes that it is, uh, that it's going to be really interesting to watch. And really you think less, okay, McLaren was doing really good last year. They were third in the constructor standings last year. Swap in the Mercedes engine and boom, they're going to be competing for, you know, they're going to maybe maybe leapfrog um, Red Bull. But I don't think that's going to be the case because of what we were just talking about with those tokens, right? Because they're, they're not going to be able to make some of the changes that they need to make. Some of the other teams are going to make. So I, I don't know. I don't know how, we don't know what's going to happen. Maybe they are all of a sudden you know, competing with Red Bull every single race, or maybe they're even going to be faster than the Red Bull car. And then what happens with Ferrari now that Ferrari's had some time to get their engine situation figured out. So it, this is really going to be a fun Formula One season to watch. Absolutely. Uh, you know, the, the tokens probably deserve a, a bit more explanation about that. Uh, and that is really kind of a, the tokens were a way to allow the team some developmental opportunity between 20 and 21, but not to go crazy. This is the kid going to the arcade. You get 14 tokens and this is what you've got. And so the tokens were specifically used to limit and quantify the development that they can invest into the 21 version of their car. Now realize that whole power swap that we're seeing McLaren go through is extreme it is very significant and so uh it's probably the most significant thing I'll say it is it is definitely the most significant thing I've heard any of the teams going through and so that's one of the negotiation that John spoke about took place to get things up into that point where we're going to allow that to happen and they'll use their development tokens. They don't get something extra because they changed brands or, or what have you. So that's, that's the control mechanism around the 20 to 21 car and them specifically changing powertrain. Yeah. And, you know, you touched on it, but I want to elaborate a little bit in the, the cooling. Remember how Mercedes car struggled last year at some of the hotter races. So maybe that is, uh, if there is an Achilles heel to that engine, and, and I don't know if that was, if it was just the aerodynamics combined or if it was part of the engine, who knows? Nobody, you know, the only the Mercedes teams know, team members know that. But what if that's part of it? You know, maybe that, maybe that is something that, that McLaren will struggle with this year also. And think about what they had to do to that, to the aerodynamics to, you know, radically change and learn all that stuff. You know, all the, all the CFD time, all the wind tunnel time that they had to spend tokens on and, and time and, and engineering prowess, which McLaren has a lot of, 
I mean, I, you know, if anybody can pull this off, I would think it would be McLaren, but I think that that is, that's something that we need to watch for. I'm wondering if they can manage that. Also, in thinking about the way all of the teams are going to have to deal with, what about the downforce? What they've decided to do, Formula One's decided to reduce the the overall downforce on the cars, and all of this, you know, is is transitional, right? With a lot of the, the, the changes that were going to happen that didn't because of COVID and all this, but the the barge boards, right? The mm-hmm. um, the the way they taper closer to the back wheels back there. And, and because like the McLaren car on launch looked more like the, uh, uh, I mean, it didn't, it didn't look radical. Right. So, but, but the, the overall, the point is, is the overall aerodynamics are going to drop. So, you know, they have to come up with a new way of dealing with all that. So it's really going to be, you know, it seems like, okay, we're not really going to change the car, but there actually is quite a bit that we have to change that these teams are all going to have to change and we're going to get to see, and that's going to be a really interesting thing to watch and to see how each team and you're going all the way up and down the grid. We talk about Ferrari fixing their engine problem from last year, which was a debacle, not only for them, but for their for their teams that bought their power unit, including our, our favorite Haas F1 team. But so Ferrari's going to have to be dealing with all of that. And and, you know, I, I was thinking about the Haas team less and wondering how they are going to come through this, because. We had Gunther on the show last week, right? Dave O'Neill went out and talked to him out in North Carolina. And he talked about aerodynamics, 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 which obviously that's that's what they can do. They, they can spend most of their time on. But I just wonder, is this an opportunity? Because, you know, the car, you know, the 19 car was a debacle, right? They never could get it even closer. Last year, it seemed like they made a little progress. And, and I don't know, if we have a good Ferrari power unit in the Haas car, and maybe they, you know, they've got some, they've got some, some team members from Ferrari, right? So maybe they've got some aerodynamic changes too. So who knows how this could happen? I think we'll see a lot of things. Like I said, the barge board reducing is significant and every single team is facing that. The unique part for Haas, uh, we've got two new drivers. We're in the aspect that I looked at it, um, I feel like, Yes, they're good drivers. They're, they're underlings coming up the uh, up the series and getting into F1. But I feel like that language, that uh, that translation from driver to the team is probably not going to be as strong as we were used to with Grosjean and K-Mag. And so I think we're much more data dependent than we were with previous drivers when we discuss Haas F1. Um, I don't know. That's that's one thing. I'm not sure that's going to be a good thing or not. And data dependency can be a can be can cut both ways. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch. All right. Well, let's go ahead and take our first break. And after uh, after these after this message and after the next segment, remember we've got our young driver guests coming on. And you're listening to Speed City. We're live in Austin, Texas. Back after a quick break. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Super lip. 
Rap Battle USA is back at Circuit of the Americas March 6th and 7th. It's the ultimate time attack challenge where top drivers compete for the fastest lap times in fully tuned track-built cars. Featuring the Grid Life Touring Cup, Lone Star Trap Ride-Alongs, food trucks, a Just Vibes car show, and more. Plus, the Life Motorsports Nissan GTR is back to defend its time of 207-181. It's a whole weekend of family fun. Tickets are $10 online, $20 at the box office. Find out more at SuperLapBattleUSA.com. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in Dayanese leathers. The best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride. Or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. Talk 1370, the right choice. Hi, my name is Colette Davis, and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, welcome back to the show. We were talking about the McLaren team. I got a little more to talk about. Last we didn't even re- we didn't talk about the drivers because I know it's it's not new news, of course. But I right. am so looking forward to having Daniel Ricardo and Lando Norris. I mean, just watching the launch, those two guys pulling up in the cars, having fun. That is going to be something to look forward to massively in 2021 for sure. Oh, I think they are the biggest and friendliest personalities in the paddock. And the pair of them together is going to be astounding for McLaren and entertaining for the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. And, you know, also, uh, going back to Haas F1, we had some great news this week where Pietro Fittipaldi is going to con- stay with the team. He's going to continue to serve as Haas F1's official test and reserve driver, driver for 2021. And that makes his third season with them. And I don't think that surprises anybody after watching the way he filled in for Grosjean. Don't you agree? He looked great. Absolutely. Absolutely. You got to know that was a a player and a lot of consideration of of where he was going to land this year. And there is that veteran seat of your pants translation that I think that is his, his key deliverable. Yeah, no doubt. And and I heard, did you watch the launch? I mean, it was, it was like an hour and a half long, but I one thing that stood out to me was when Lando Norris was talking about having Ricardo as someone he could learn from. And he said, yeah, it was great having Carlos, but he said that uh, the fact that Ricardo has, you know, been on podiums and won races and he just, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad he said it that way. I just, uh, I'm not that... Not that, that I don't love the competition between the drivers. I just think that's going to be fun. I think those guys are going no, to be. But, but I think, so in the opportunities that we've had, Daniel Ricardo is very literate, very well-spoken about the field. We talked about Haas and their data. Uh, Daniel is is very in tune with the engineering and, and the speak that, that they need to hear as well as look at the numbers. That's uh, like I said, that's just something I think he brings. Yep. Uh, another story before we get to the AlphaTauri launch, uh, the Netflix drive to survive formula one drive to survive is going to return and they announced the date it's March 19th for season three. And, you know, last year, because it was such a crazy year from every aspect, right? Everything from, were we even going to get a season? When's the season going to start to having way more races than we thought and having them at some fantastic venues and some of the, you know, surprising uh, race winners with Gasly. And it was really, in my mind, it was a great season. And I can't wait to see the Netflix season on, on 2020. I tell you what, I, I think, it, I don't think anybody would have bet that the last season was going to be interesting the good thing about that is it comes out a week before the season actually gets hot on track and we can uh, probably just, you know, watch the entire thing before the first race of the year and be all caught up. Yep. <laughs> Binge watch. Absolutely. I think that's going to be on everybody's watch list on Netflix. So 
And I think that it's been very successful. Actually, I, I think Formula One called it hugely successful, hugely popular was their their quote. But uh, but anyway, it was great. I've heard, you know, I'll say I've met several folks who, you know, kind of happened across it and they watched a little bit of it, but then they really got hooked and they wound up watching the whole thing. Uh, I've got a neighbor that is absolutely, started out absolutely was not motorsport interested. She and I talk bicycles. That's what we talk about when we're, but uh, she had next to no interest in it, but that she was curious and she watched that. And then she actually started getting into it. And uh, she and her husband would uh, occasionally tune into the shows now and also watch the races. I think that's pretty monumental task, uh, nothing on she or her husband, but I think that's pretty monumental when you have somebody who has not much an interest in this gravitating into it. And I've heard that kind of, response several times so i am absolutely happy with what it's doing yeah i think it's gonna be awesome uh let's talk about the alphatari launch Les, uh first of all what you think of the look i like it i like it i like it <laughs> i i like the uh i like the way so many of them are getting i wish we could change the front spoiler quite honestly but i still like the way things are showing up uh the flowing it looks modern to me uh, to me, some of the others started looking kind of dated, and I like the way Alphatari has kind of stepped up their game. It looks modern. It's, it's artsy, cool colors. I, you know, I didn't. I like the I like the colors, and I like the the paint job, the livery. Although the car itself didn't. I mean, it looks pretty similar to last year's car too. But but you're right. It does yeah, the like the livery this, looks the head on. What's that? I like the head-on view right there. The big nostrils and the side pods yeah, look great. It does. It it does look good, and I'm I think that that is you know I, there there's you know comparing this to the McLaren launch, there's just not that much. But uh, but thinking about how well they did last year, you know they their goals. They came out and said that they want to be uh, you know team principal Franz Toss said he wants to be top of the midfield as the target, and you know after last year, I don't think that's a a crazy. Uh, statement. No, I think that'll be good. I think that's a good one. I think that's a rational place uh, for expectations. He'll be solid. Yeah. Uh, like I said, uh, I just, that's going to really shake up the midfield. I think the midfield is going to be much more entertaining even than it was last year. Yeah. And the back of that car on the AlphaTauri is basically identical in, t in terms of gearbox and rear suspension uh, which would in turn was the rear of the 2019 RB, the Red Bull RB15. And, uh, but they, AlphaTauri used their two token development spend on the new nose and the new front suspension. So, um, you know, that nose, the underside looks kind of hollowed out. And so maybe changing the, uh, the pickup points for the suspension. So that's what it looked like. That's, that's kind of the, the gist of what I've seen out there. But, uh, but they are also, I mean, it, I, I don't know. Does that look like to you dramatic change? Uh, I think honestly, what makes it look so much better is the paint scheme and the way it flows on the different parts of the body. Yeah. To me, it looks more aggressive. Uh, I, I, not so much painted by a third grader <laughs> or me. All right. oh, oh, yeah. Or me. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that one. Uh, so what else, Les, what else in the Formula One week has struck you? Because, I mean, those were the big news stories, of course, were the, the launches. But I know you were, uh, you had some other things you, you dropped in our show, Doc. Uh, in fact, one of them, you yeah. were talking about Elon Musk. That was a pretty cool story about Elon Musk. It wasn't Formula One related, but it was Austin, Texas related. You know, Elon Musk, you know, I'm, I'm not sure how long it's going to take for us to accept him as an Austinite, but... Uh, I drove by the Cybertruck facility a couple of weeks ago, and uh, before that, it had been a couple of weeks prior. I will say that uh, I know some guys that are working that project, and they are working just about 7 by 24 to get this knocked out. Visually huge differences in two-week periods that I saw. Elong is touting Austin as the big boom town right now for the next 50 years. He uh, has invested heavily. He's got the boring company, you know, that tunneling uh, technology company. He's got the Cybertruck facility here. He's got uh, a couple of things going on. SpaceX is just up the road uh, a little ways from Austin. Uh, down, down the, the road. Is <laughs> Boga. Yeah. 
on the far south tip of Texas, Boca Chica, as uh, one of the test facilities for the engines they've been using for um, SpaceX. He even bought a home uh, here and uh, not far from the radio studio. So uh, he's putting some time into this, putting a lot of money and investment into it. There's a lot of reasons. Austin is friendly to businesses. Uh, he is pretty environmentally sound in his thinking and processing. And uh, you've got a lot of great uh, tech savvy folks here in the Austin area. When you look at the different manufacturing companies, you know, uh, da Vinci Technologies is here. You've got Dell. You've got you know Raytheon was here. Tracor. There's there's just a whole lot of things. But that is uh, he's got a big skill set to draw on with the uh, technology world here. Well, the, the the quote though that I that really kind of set Austin a buzz was he said that Austin is going to be the biggest boomtown that America has seen in 50 years at least. He said mega boom, and you know when he you know where he said this right. What podcast on Joe Rogan's podcast? Yeah, I don't I don't think there was uh, marijuana smoked this time, but it was entertaining as always. But yeah, I just thought that was a pretty cool story about Austin saying, I mean, we know that Austin's been on the list of of, you know, fastest growing cities, best place to start a business and all that stuff, which is one of the reasons I think Formula One was attracted here because Austin is such an unusual it's it doesn't fit the mold of. First, it doesn't fit the mold of Texas. It doesn't fit the mold of many other large cities. It didn't have a its own professional sports team. We do now with soccer, but or we're about to. But yeah, I, I thought that was pretty amazing that he said that this is going to be a boom town, the, the biggest boom town in 50 years in the United States. I thought that was a crazy. Well, you know, and I got to say, if you're going to build a truck and you want to be taken seriously, do you want one built in California? Or you want one built in Texas? <laughs> All right. Well, we got to take a break. But when we come back, we have our first guest. We have a young driver from California, Jaden Conright. I'm really excited to talk to him. He's got a cool story. Listen to Speed City. We're in Austin, Texas. Back up with these messages. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Winding Road Racing is your first and best choice for all the essentials for a great weekend at the track. We're racers, and we love helping racers. With a full selection of racing gear in stock, get geared up with all the safety equipment needed to meet all the latest Snell FIA and SFI regulations. Outfit your car with a comprehensive lineup of racing necessities, and when you need to find a few more tents, turn to data acquisition systems from AIM Sports, V-Box, and others. Austin-based with shops in California, Georgia, and Kentucky, the source for all your racing needs. Winding Road Racing, windingroadracing.com. When you're looking for traditional Tex-Mex, look no further than an Austin favorite, one in a million. Serving original family recipes since 1980 and located just minutes from downtown at 2300 East Cesar Chavez, one in a million has your Tex-Mex fix every day of the week from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. Breakfast is served all day. Homemade migas, enchiladas, and menudo. And try the Don Juan taco. Some say it's big enough to feed a family of four. One in a million. Online at oneinamillion.com. Talk 1370. Hi there, my name's Derek Bell. This is Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, 
Speed City. All right, welcome back to the show. We're talking Formula One, and we're going to shift gears, and we're going to bring on a young American driver from California who has been in the FIA Formula 4 Series, FIA Formula 3, finished third back in 2018, and is making a shift to the sports car world and competed in the uh, Porsche Carrera Cup Series in Italy a little bit and in, in 2019, a little bit last year. And if you're not familiar with the Porsche Carrera Cup Series, it's the highest level of that Porsche Cup Series. And that is now coming to North America, and he's hoping to get a ride in that. He's working on that. We want to welcome to the show Jaden Conright. Jaden, welcome to Speed City. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me on. Well, we appreciate you coming on. And so you're out in California. Where are you in California? I'm in the Bay Area, Fremont area. I mean, if you just were talking about Tesla, I'm there where they are now. So, uh, yeah, if you will look up the Tesla factory, that's around where I live. But, yeah, no, I'm located in Northern California. All right. Well, let's talk about how you got started in racing. Uh, was this something in your family? Was your mom and dad are? Were they motorsport fans? Or how did you get started in racing? Uh, well, my father was always a motorsports fan. And um, uh, it was through a coworker, actually. It was, um, I mean, it was, I was seven at the time. I was in elementary school. And I was like, most kids, it was like, oh, uh, well, I mean, all right, here's an incentive. If you do better in school, then, hey, you get to you get to go to the go-kart track and stuff like that. So, actually, I started in quarter midgets when I was seven. Uh, we got introduced to it through a family friend or a, a co-worker, actually, of my father. So, went up there and tried it. I mean, I crashed on that demo day, but I loved it. <laughs> and then signed up for training, and then I basically just did it for fun. It was kind of aiming to be a professional was like something I wanted, but I mean, you know, with parents and just how racing is as a sport, they're like, Oh no. Yeah. It's just for fun. Yeah. 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 It's just, uh, just something, keep grades up. You'll go to college. It's all fine. And then uh, one thing led to another and then got a scholarship at 14, moved to single seaters and then kind of just been riding that ever since. I mean, did single seaters up till 2018, then 2019, I switched to sports cars because there was a better opportunity with the Porsche Carrera cup in uh, Italy. And then super, a few Super Cup rounds last year. Did the the Carrera Cup race at Le Mans also was the last one I did. And then, yeah, no, just uh, riding it out. It was kind of like, it was like a hobby slash like recreational thing just to give me something to focus on as a kid. And then we're, uh, I mean, I guess we were able to do good enough that uh, here we are now. Well, I, I, I say you've done good enough. I was talking to, I know you've been, been talking to the guys here in Austin at Moore Speed, David Moore, and I was talking to him, and he said, this guy is the real deal. This young man is not only a fantastic driver, because he said, you you are fast, he said, but that you've got the in, some of the intangibles that you really need to be a good driver. And and by the way, I got to see that new the new cup car uh, in the Moore Speed facility yesterday, and I got to do a full walk around with the guys and and so I, I've gotten to see that car before you did, probably, because I think it just hit more speed. I think that is, it's really, uh, there's quite a few changes over the cars from the past. That looks like a pretty exciting uh, cup car for this year. Yeah, I mean, I haven't even got to see it. I mean, I bet you guys are probably some of the first in the world to see it, because I think since the U.S. championship is starting first, that, I mean, you guys get it first before even the Europeans, because, I mean, it just goes in the order of when things start. So, I mean... I, I've seen some of the specs of the car, and it's definitely it's going to be a big step up from the the 991.2 Cup cars because those are already fast, and this new car is going to be very very fast. I'm very curious to see what kind of lap times that it'll be able to run. Jaden, some of the things that I've seen, and so yeah, the Carrera is the top of the crew, but some of the things that I see in that in the way it's delivered uh we were looking and reviewing some of the information on it it having uh, whether it has abs or not and and some of the different components in the series that you've already been in how does that compare in uh whether it comes with abs or, or some of those components um well i think it before it was kind of more down to what the championship wanted <clears throat> but um for like the italian one they decided to use the abs system I mean, but like this past year when I did stuff in Super Cup and along those lines, and since that's directly under Porsche Motorsports and they run the series, I mean, we had no ABS or none of the, that fun stuff. 
And the main thing that I'm used to that you don't have in the U.S. is that we do standing starts in all of the championships in Europe. So I think all of those like little details, it's like we all use the same car, but then like race distance, what tires you use. And then like especially ABS and standing starts is all kind of down to the discretion of the various championships. So the car you're in this year does not have ABS. Is that correct? The 991.2 I ran in 2020 didn't have ABS. I'm not, I'm still 100% not sure about the, I haven't got to see the new rules for the 992. So I'm not exactly sure myself, but for my, on my side, I like the the cars without ABS. Cause I mean, it's, it leaves a bit more for the driver to do. It helps differentiate skill level. And I mean, it, even in terms of understanding, it's like when you when you don't have a computer assist you there, it's like you feel like you understand another aspect of driving the car with a certain tire because it's like, oh, okay, I feel this in the brakes as opposed to, okay, I'm just going to let the ABS save me and just push the pedal all the way to the floor. <laughs> well, oh, Jay- that's awesome. Well, I'm with you on that. I love more of the driver involved. The, uh, the virtual background behind me is uh, actually is my garage at the house. I've got a project I'm working on for somebody. And I love that air-cooled 911, what it does, how you know how few electronics are on it. Uh, yeah, right and I saw this. Years. I saw the new car has ABS, and I know that that's an option. And I, but I noticed this car does have ABS. I was asking the knowledgeable young man who was giving me a tour of that car, and he said it has ABS, and that not all of them do. But hey, Jaden, we have a caller on the line, and he says he knows you and is a big fan of yours, and wanted to talk to you. We want to welcome to the show Willie T. Ribs. Willie, welcome back to Speed oh, City, no. buddy. What's going on? A, I mean, is, isn't it supposed to be the other way around? I'm supposed to be his fan. <laughs> how you how you doing, kid? I'm doing great, Willie. Oh, thanks for uh, <laughs> thanks for just joining the call. It's a huge surprise. <laughs> well, uh, I w- I wasn't going to miss it uh, as much. Uh, you know, I, I made a phone call to Porsche last week, and I told them, I said, uh, I said, Mercedes is making you boys look bad. I said, they got Lewis Hamilton, and uh, and you guys need uh, Conright. Uh, you know, we don't want Porsche to be the rednecks of Germany. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, so he got it. Uh, he got the message. And first of all, congratulations, kid. I mean, you, you're doing a f- phenomenal job and, and especially going overseas. Uh, you know, I, you know, as you know, I went there when I was 21 and I went there for mm-hmm. one reason. I was being Formula One. So, uh, you know, it was, it was a great experience. What I learned in one year in Europe would, take me five years to learn here so um great job and you know you're going fast as hell and and you even got a super license right i don't have the license but i had some of the points to get the license i only needed i had one fourth of my points after f3 so i was on my way to getting a super license (laughs) yeah well then uh, just keep keep it up you'll you'll have it Real soon, and as young as you are, you'll be ready to jump, you know, right into the big time. And uh, whether it's in indie cars or whether it's in uh, sports cars, um, but I, I who, who was talking about ABS and hey, ABS <laughs> when I was racing was your left foot <laughs> on on the brake. <laughs> Telemetry was your ass. <laughs> so that, that was that. That's what it was in those days. And uh, uh, what the technology they've got now is, is in the sport is incredible. Huh. Well, Jaden, I got to ask you. We got Willie on the line. I mean, Willie struggled with with the race coming up through, and we know his story. It's really an incredible story. But I know that you're your your dad's African American and your mom's Asian American, so you're you're the perfect American. It sounds like to me. But have you struggled at all with with race? Have you seen those issues? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, most of my racing has been in Europe, and honestly, now I mean, it's it's like different. But I mean, at the same time, I think it's like the 
how it is. It's like, if you're fast, you're fast. And that's how it is. And I think that's how it should be. Cause it's a sport. If you're good at the sport, everybody respects you. If you're not good at the sport, it doesn't matter who you are, or who, how wealthy your family is. Uh, people just joke around about you because it's just, if you're fast, you're fast. If you're, if you're a good racer, you're a good racer. So, I mean, I've, I've been treated very well in all the places I've raced. So thankfully. Well, Willie, we can thank you for a lot of that right there. Well, it was, it, you know, and, and, uh, when I was racing in, in England, it was 1977. Your, your parents were probably young, pretty young, uh, long before you were born, but that was the same experience I had there. When I was in England, it was a great experience and it was all about speed and how fast you were and nothing else mattered. The color of your skin did not matter. And it was, it was a great experience. I wouldn't have come back to the United States if I hadn't, you know, run out of money and I would have stayed. But the experience I got racing, you know, with against Nigel Mansell and racing and meeting the people from Bernie Ecclestone uh, to uh, Gordon Murray to Herbie Blash, the, just um, the connections um, were were just terrific. And that was the reason I went. Well, Jaden, I want to ask you a question about about this upcoming season, because I know that uh, that you guys are trying to get trying to get all the sponsorship stuff together and trying to get the team ready to go because it's right around the corner. And, you know, I, I want to put out the plug. Anybody out there, you know, anybody that's uh, that's looking to sponsor a, a really <laughs> up and coming young driver. This is this is the guy, right? You guys are, uh, are, are trying to get it all put together right now. Yeah, and that's that's the goal. I mean, I I was lucky enough. I actually got called to do the the um, Michelin Pilot race in GT4 at Sebring last year, and uh, that was a great opportunity. But I mean, yeah, we're just looking to put everything together because, like, even like what Willie said with when he was in Europe, it just comes down to the financial back, unfortunately, because uh, racing race cars aren't cheap. So I mean, I would I definitely love to come back to the U.S. and then put my foot back in the door at home. Like you said, I mean, I'm the perfect uh, mix of everything as an American. So now I'd love to come back home and then uh, make a wave here. Heck yeah. And Willie, we got to find this guy some, some sponsors and, and uh, make this, make this ride happen this year. Well, with everything that's happening in this country now, there's no excuses. There is no excuses from the manufacturers. I don't care whether it's Porsche or General Motors or Chevrolet or Ford. You got no more excuses, corporate America. All right? It's been yeah. proven. And Lewis Hamilton's <laughs> done it, right? I've done it. Uh, Bubba Wallace is is in NASCAR doing it right now. There's no excuses. And, and as much money as African Americans put into this economy and into corporate America, I don't want to hear any, I don't want to hear anything but yes. And I will keep the pressure on. Yeah, that's awesome. Hey, Jaden, you got you got a man in your corner that I think can probably help someone get this get this done. That's awesome. But uh, well, well Jaden, yeah, I got to ask Willie. Yeah, go Willie, ahead. Let's... What are your driving plans for twenty one, buddy? You know, there's a scene in Godfather two, I think, or three, and it was Al Pacino, and he he got out of the business. And he made a statement when they called him back in. He says, right when I thought I was getting out, I got drugged back in. <laughs> I don't know if anybody, uh, 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 young, uh, Jaden, you, you're probably too young to remember that. But uh, I remember that. You remember that scene? Absolutely. Well, I, I, I got a call from Ray Abraham, and this was months ago, three or four months ago, maybe longer. And he says, we're getting ready to start a new series. It's going to be called the Superstar Series. Uh, and it's Tony Stewart, uh, myself, meaning Ray Abraham and, and uh, Andrew Montag. And we are going to create six races. We're going to, it's going to be 12 drivers. You're our third pick, Tony Stewart, because he's the founder of the series, or co-founder, will be one of the drivers, Bill Elliott. Uh, Bobby Labonte, 
Mark Weber from Formula One, Paul Tracy, Elio Castro Nevis, uh, Tony Kanan, Ernie Francis, right out of Trans Am, uh, African American kid, uh, and the last um, entry and the last pick has been uh, Michael Waltrip from NASCAR. SRX will have, uh, for the first time in history of any major racing event, two African Americans on the same track at the same time. That would be myself and Ernie Francis Jr. Only Ernie is 22 or 23. I'm 66. Now, <laughs> now, picture this. Him and everyone's age in between, from Labonte to Bill Elliott. Elliott's the next oldest. I think Bill's maybe a couple of months younger than me. Or uh, So it's going to be uh, the old Lions versus the young Lions. In fact, Marco Andretti just got announced. So, um, in fact, and he said, I got a message from Marco Andretti. He says, wow, can't wait to uh, race with you guys. He says, this, he says, I've never done this. This is not my sandbox. I said, <laughs> uh, cat litter in a sandbox. So <laughs> if you ain't going to be in a sandbox, son. <laughs> Willie, that is going to be so much fun to watch you uh, well, guys, we are out of time for this segment. Jaden Conright, well, listen for that name. Jaden, we'll we'll make sure we put out all your stuff on our social media so everybody knows where to find you, your website, jadenconright.com, all that stuff. And we wish you the best of luck, and, and we'll get try to help you get some sponsorship and get you rolling this year in the uh, Porsche Career Cup. Yeah, thanks, boys, and uh, thanks, Willie, for uh, coming on as a fan. I think uh... – I still feel like it should be the other way around, but <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I hope we can get stuff sorted out and hopefully I could see everyone listening in on the, at the racetrack sometime soon. This year. Take care, buddy. All right. Thanks, Jaden. Thanks, All Willie. Right. Thanks. All right. Hey, great. Hey, keep the hammer down, Jaden. <laughs> uh. All right. We'll be back right after. We'll be back after this break. Thanks a lot, guys. Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Super Lap Battle USA is back at Circuit of the Americas March 6th and 7th. It's the ultimate time attack challenge where top drivers compete for the fastest lap times in fully tuned track built cars. Featuring the Grid Life Touring Cup, Lone Star Trap Ride-Alongs, Food Trucks, a Just Vibes Car Show and more. Plus, the Life Motorsports Nissan GTR is back to defend its time of 207-181. It's a whole weekend of family fun. Tickets are $10 online, $20 at the box office. Find out more at SuperLapBattleUSA.com. Motivation USA, catering to the sport bike enthusiasts looking for truly unique parts and accessories. Stand out from the crowd. Motivation is the exclusive North American distributor for SC Project MotoGP-inspired exhausts and the largest Rizoma retailer in the United States. Get the best parts from around the world at the best prices with fast shipping and a knowledgeable staff ready to help. Shop online 24-7 at MotivationUSA.com. That's MotivationUSA.com. Talk 13.7, the right choice. This is Alex Kearney. This is Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, we are very excited to have our next guest because there is a really cool event coming to Circuit of the Americas March 5th through the 7th. Super Lap Battle, and we want to welcome Cuban back to the show. Cuban, welcome back to Speed City. 
Speed City. I'm glad to be back. Thanks for having me. Twice before an event this year? I mean, man, what is, do I get three next year? Come <laughs> yeah. well, back. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Come on now. Hey, well, uh, just in case somebody missed the last segment, tell everybody all about what Super Lap Battle is. Absolutely. So first off, thanks for having us back again, guys. We really appreciate you. You've supported us a lot. I mean, I could tell you guys love motorsports and you could tell we love motorsports. So Super Lap Battle Circuits of the America is the biggest time attack event in the United States. It was made to give our grassroots guys a Formula One experience for what they love. It's something that is very rare in grassroots motorsports. You guys have been in motorsports forever. You understand us lowly grassroots guys get back end track days, get our little competitions. Well, the guys, our whole team, our fearless leader, Jason, that you've talked to many a time, he wanted to put on an experience for all of the grassroots guys, but not just them, an experience for fans to understand what the sport is. So for anyone listening that doesn't know, Time Attack in the simplest form is perpetual qualifying. If you guys are will-to-will guys, you know that on qualifying day, you're going 10 tenths to give yourself the best starting position. Uh, doesn't matter if it's a 24-hour race or a one-hour sprint. You want to be in the best place. Well, time attack is you versus the clock. It doesn't matter if it's the first lap of the first session. If you're broken the whole event except for the last lap of the last session, the fastest time counts. And it brings a lot of drama because we have guys building cars to the tilt who end up having issues because when you build a car that deep, they don't even put a lap down for most of the event. Then all of a sudden put down the fastest lap of the event. And it's exciting for us. But also to bring motorsports guys in, we have a touring car series, Grid Life Touring Cup. They're bringing their wheel-to-wheel, uh, their wheel-to-wheel series for the second year. Cool. They'll have a practice session, a qualifying session, and I believe three or four races through the weekend. If that's not your cup of tea, Lone Star Drift. They're having a drift demo in the support paddock along with ride-alongs. If you love beautiful cars, uh, Just Vibes will have their car show there this year, along with the food trucks and just the overall fun of being back in motorsports in the United States after the world fell apart. Number five, the <laughs> first cars and coffee that Coda has had since the pandemic will be there on Sunday. So, you know, it's going to be blown up. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, and so this, I mean, I could think of people that are motorsport fans loving it, car fans, and just somebody wanting to do something fun for that weekend. It's something that's totally different from going to whatever event you've ever been to, because this thing is very unique, isn't it? It is. It absolutely is. It, it brings, we try to bring as many motorsport related things together. We are obviously a time attack organization. It's what we love, but we're more than that motorsports people. And anyone who's been in grassroots long enough knows it's a family event. This isn't IMSA. This isn't NASCAR. We don't have multi-billion dollar teams. This is husband and wife working their butts off to get to the event. This is kids wrenching with their dads. This is family members coming to support. And it gives people like me who love motorsports a chance to bring my family into it for them to see what we love. We're not at some back road track where it takes two hours to get there. It's in the middle of nowhere and there's nothing around. Though I still do that, don't get me wrong, but I don't expect the public to just on a whim say, I want to go to Button Willow, California, that is two hours away from anything and smells like dirty cow. Amazing track, <laughs> it smells like dirty cow. Where you know, what I thought was so cool about it is get to walk through all the garages. That wasn't anything special. You can get up and get near the front edges of the garages, see everything going on, meeting several of the drivers mm -hmm. and competitors there. There were a lot of guys building theirs in one and two car garages at the house. And so, you know, these are grassroots guys. You know, I'm sure there's some big budgets mixed in there. But what really got my heart into this is seeing the creativity, what they do to their cars, the fact that they're, you know, they're ordinary guys like you probably live by in their one or two car garages, knocking out some wickedly fast vehicles. A hundred percent. And even if you see shop names like, guys, I run a shop for a living. Let's just be clear. Uh just because we run a shop does not mean we have a million dollars. We budget this. We pull it out of our pocket when we want to get there. You will see some big names that people will see as, oh, this must be a multi-million dollar team, when really it's these guys just working their butts off. And like you said, the experience. Um, I always tell people, I'm a Southern California native. I've been going to the Long Beach Grand Prix for 20 straight years, except for this last one, it was canceled. You have to pay to get into the Indy paddock. You have to pay to be near these drivers. Yes, IMSA lets you walk in, but they're still gated off and roped off. You can't really touch anything. We have a pit walk on Sunday, but even during the event, you can go into these garages, talk to the drivers, see the cars up close and personal. You get to do things at these events that you have never 
ever been able to do at any motorsports event, especially at Coda. Um, anyone who's been to Coda for a race, let's call it Formula One, um, MotoGP, you're on the other side. Don't you dare get near those garages because trust me, security will show you back to your car. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Unless hey, you bought the you big bucks bed. tickets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, Cuban, I want to ask you. Speaking of tickets, yeah, $20 at the box office, but if you buy them online now, they're only 10 so if you guys want to bring your family, if you have four or five, six people you want to come with, do it now for $10. It basically cuts your costs in half. People are slowly but surely understanding we're not in this for the money, guys. We're not here to make a million dollars. We're in this for the love of the motorsport. So we don't need to, you know, kill you on pricing to get in. And we don't need you to think that, oh, man, I got to spend $290 to get in a Coda tomorrow. No, get in with your family. $10 a ticket online. Buy them now. Hey, and I wanna, so, you know, go ahead, Les. One of the things that's going on is there haven't been any giant spectator events at Coda in quite a while. This is pretty much kicking the door open for 2021. And here it is, folks. We've been waiting on it since last year to have a time when you're invited. You're, yeah. you're The doors are open. You're invited back. Come on. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know what? It's, it's amazing for us. Um, I know the Coda facility, when we first reached out to do the first event. They looked at us and went, I don't know. Well, now they're super happy to have us back every year. You've been there. It's big. Um, I have seen what the paddock looks like in a, a world challenge race. And I am blessed to say that we have more fans and this is a grassroots thing. So I just want to go over it again. And, you know, we already talked about the rocket ships, but there's going to be this amazing C5 built for unlimited class by life motorsport that built that GTR that holds the record. So they're bringing two cars, we have cars that have been setting records across the states to compete with each other. We are here to show the world that these grassroots teams can go faster than you could ever imagine. Yeah, because I think I remember like a lap time of like 207 at Coda, which is crazy. I mean, we're talking F4 level or, or, or faster maybe. It is the fastest tin top production car ever to go around Coda. It was faster than the NASA uh, LMP time. NASA's LMP car, the fastest car NASA had at their nationals ever at Coda, went slower than his Nissan GTR. Oh wow. my gosh! Hey, and I thought about something. You know, the 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 fans in the stands and the people want to come out and see it. Obviously, there's going to be a car that they can relate to. Maybe they're a Mustang guy, they're a Camaro guy, they're a Corvette guy, or a Porsche guy, or whatever kind of guy or gal. But also, they're going to be able to go up and talk to the guys that built these cars, the guys and gals, because they're going to go, well, what can I do to my car? Can I bolt on a supercharger? Can I do heads and cam or whatever it is, or bigger turbos or whatever? So, but all those, they're going to have access to the people that built the cars, aren't they? Well, you nailed it. That's actually what got me into the sport. This is why I do what I love. I went to the first Super Lap battle, as it was called, when Super Street ran into Buttonwillow, and I said, what in the world am I looking at right now? And yeah, they look like rocket ships until you look back and go, wow, he bought that at a dealership. This isn't a body in white. This isn't a Porsche Cup car, okay? This is a dealership bought car that is racing in these series. It It is our goal. I know we're running short on time, but I know you guys are going to understand this. Motorsports in this state, in this country is dying, okay? It just really is. There are The younger generation is not coming up to the table like we did. I used to go to go to newsstands to grab newspapers with this stuff in it. Now it's on the internet. It's boring, but I want everyone to know, go to superlapbattleusa.com. Check out exactly what's going on. Keep up with us. If you can't make it to Coda, the live stream is there. It'll be on Facebook, YouTube. Um, follow us on Instagram. We will make sure that you have all the coverage and it's nonstop guys. It's super Lab battle coverage. It's grid life touring cup. Our drone will be covering the uh, drifting and the car show. Get there. Super Lab battle USA, $10 online. Anything you guys need, don't hesitate to reach out. The biggest thing I want to tell you guys is you're not too small to come to this, okay? This is not too big for you. Even if you want to build something in the future, come see what we're doing. It is life-changing. Awesome. Cuban from the hey, Super Lap Battle. Please, my life, boys and girls. It changed my life. <laughs> All right, Cuban, thanks a lot. Thanks to everybody for coming on and uh, Willie T-Ribs and Jaden Conride. And, and we'll talk to you next Sunday night. Ciao, y'all. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hyundai. 